And welcome everyone back to Thunderdome Metal Reviews, your church of heavy metal, where in this set of recordings, we've decided to look back at albums that from this year that may have fallen through the cracks. And the very first one we're going to look at is the self-titled third studio album by Zeal and Ardor. I am the Reverend Dangerously, Ben Lindsay, and with me as always are Gabe, David, and Tracy. Gentlemen, my companions and compatriots, how are you on this um, fallish summer evening here in Milwaukee? Like 90 here, but other than that, good. This is the last gasp of hopefully heat before it starts to cool off a little bit before the inevitable never cooling down period that's going to happen in about five to ten years yeah um, <laughs> i'm feeling about the same here very zealous so you're feeling arduous no just zealous oh, like an arterite perhaps an arterite yes uh, about this album it was released on February 11th of 2022, has a runtime of 43 minutes and 57 seconds, released on MVKA. Manuel Gagnol was the producer. The album, uh, excuse me, the album. The, the personnel are Manuel Gagnol and lead vocalist, backing vocals, lead guitar, rhythm guitar, bass guitar, and synthesizer. Marco Van Alman, drums. Mark Obrist, the recording production. Will Putney came in and did some additional mixing, and this is what we're listening to this time. So what'd you guys think? So I wanted to ask uh, why you picked this in particular. I mean, of all the albums that we missed, and we missed many of them. Uh... Um, I was actually listening to Liquid Metal when I was coming back from somewhere, I can't even tell you on Sirius XM, and they played one of the tracks from it. And, you know, this um, is a band that I had heard of but had never really listened to, and there was a slight spiritual feel to that song, and I really, really liked it. And so when I got home, it actually takes a lot for me to like a song and decide to listen to the album, and this was one of the, the few times that that happened. And then it's like, man, we've got to get this on the list so when we put this week to listen to stuff that we had missed for the year i was like hell yeah and so i just dropped it in so you didn't listen to the two albums before this really no no okay i did it the recommendation of dan gonna give him a shout out in pittsburgh uh not surprisingly knowing what at least two of you know about dan he was really into is really into them yeah so i'd heard those albums and so i was kind of pumped um but i have to say i think this one's even better than those this album is I was really into this. The way Gagnon described this was what would have happened if African-Americans had turned under slavery instead of to God, to the devil, is how he essentially phrased this. So it's like this really interesting combination of, I guess I would say, black metal, essentially, and spirituals. Uh, he eventually abandoned the U.S. and is back in Switzerland now. His mother is African-American. I mean, is that not a that's not a terrible decision at the moment so um i heard their preview the 2018 album i haven't heard mm -hmm. their first album yet or and i heard their ep that came out 2020 i think and like when i saw the benefit it's like this album has already been on like it's gonna be ranked for end of the year list i don't know where like i've already i heard it beginning of the year and put it on there already 
And so when Ben Pollard was like, all right, fuck yeah, I'm ruining that. I've been wanting to get this guy on there to talk about him, but the, you know, there's only so many episodes to get so many albums in. So excited to be able to do this one. So I was totally new to this. Um, and I think that this album is a great example of how two just really, really diverse genres can be combined in an interesting and fruitful way. Um, for my personal taste, I think that the parts here are best when they focus on black metal and gospel and nothing sort of outside of that. Um, there is some extraneous kind of electronic nonsense on here, but um, there's a lot to like, I think, and I was definitely here for it. The interesting thing was that it took me like literally like three listens before I really got it, um, which is different because a lot of the time that I'm listening to new music, I can tell after the first or maybe even the second listen that I like something or not. Um, but I think this is probably one of the most innovative, if not one of the best albums of 2022. Yeah, I agree with that. I would say that it is probably the best album that I've heard in 2022. It's not my favorite, but I think it probably is the best. Um, in a lot of ways, this is everything that I've always kind of wanted Oceans of Slumber to be. Mm -hmm. um, and maybe that's unfair. Um, uh, conversely, it also kind of reminds me of a much heavier muse. Um, so, you know, I, I just think there's a lot going on here. And, and normally when you take two genres and mix them together, it's not always it doesn't always work but in this case i thought it worked incredibly well yeah and i think part of that is is there's clear distinction a lot of times of where he's at where like the realm he's working in so it kind of gives you a little bit grounding in there but also then he's also definitely willing to mix it up a little bit that it gets very earworm poppy at times when you listen to it it just kind of sticks with you which I think does really well. And I think this is his third album. And I think he's just building on three albums worth of just doing this. Cause I mean, his 2018 album was fantastic as well. And I think this one's just, it's just nice, prettier overall production value. I think that one, the 2018 is a little sharper around the edges. Like there's a couple of things in there that this one I think solves that that one did not. You had enough bleeps and bloops to annoy Gabe slightly, so that's that's something. <laughs> that's the bleeps like and the bloops. The, the bleep like bloop ratio was uh, <laughs> higher than than expected. No, but I, I mean I think it's interesting too because like, you know, he's not just doing the gimmick of like let's throw these things together in a blender sure. and see what happens. He he is really uh, kind of stretching out a bit, and it is you know maybe not for absolutely everybody, but I think it it kind of fits more or less. I mean, really, you don't need all the electronic stuff for this album to work. Um, you can, you could get by without a lot of it, but um, it's, I guess it's, it's just part of the vision, I guess. Mm -hmm. And there's even Deutsch, man. Yeah, he was, said he was inspired by Wagner, <laughs> who is an asshole, but wrote actually, you know, Indeed. A lot of music. Yeah, that was a little unexpected. I mean, I know he's Swiss, but it, uh, I don't think there was any of that on the previous two albums. So I think that was new. I don't, I think it was all English. 
think they were too. Yeah, and part of that is maybe him moving back to Switzerland or whatever. But yeah. it's it is. I agree with not to sound like a parrot, but it is a not just a, two things like duct tape together. It really is a sort of bigger maybe than the sum of its parts. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's it's something different, and I really like it. I enjoyed this album a lot. A whole lot. Listen to it a whole bunch. So uh, thanks, Ben. Well done. Well, thanks. Um, anybody else got anything to say or shall we move on to tracks? I just want to add that, you know, this grim, hideous clusterfuck of a moment in terms of just where we are on so many levels in terms of race relations and power and religion. I mean, it really... I think I still would have liked it 10 years ago, but goddamn, in terms of where we are right now and what this aligns mm-hmm. with, I mean, it's strange fruit levels of disaster piece. It's just all aligning. It, it also you... kind of reminds me of some creative stuff like that's been happening in the last like several years in different media, like, you know, mm-hmm. like Watchmen and like, um, exactly. Uh, what do you call it? Um, ah. It, it's like a sort of like a sci-fi like horror set in like the um like the like segregation like south kind of i forget what it's called but it's like something with um uh like love crash country did y'all see that no i saw clips of it though oh man and like so anyway yeah chance. the graphic novel for kindred kindred came out that thing about time travel to the antebellum south mm. Mm-hmm. Um, which oof, is very, I think it's actually right behind my head. I'm looking up at it. So yeah, no, this is, we're definitely in a moment of reckoning and pushback and backlash to the backlash. And this is just right in that zone. He came here long enough to sort of take in its juices. And of course, you know, he had his mom's from here and then switch home, giving it back to us through a Fugnerian hyperbolic mirror. It's, uh, he, he found the main nerve is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, I think it, it was in a similar space, I guess, like as a sort of like an artistic thing, and uh, it's very timely, as as you were saying. Yeah, David, did you intend upon on Strange Fruit? Oh, I meant that. I know the valence is there in terms of the original and then the cover, but those it's a slumber cover, right? Isn't or... no the twenty eighteen album P they released is Stranger Fruit. Yes, but you do you know what the what it is? What? It's a song about lynching. Yeah. By, oh, yeah. By it's Ella Fitzgerald, right? Uh, no, it's, um, no, it's Billy Holiday. It's Billy yeah, Holiday. Billie Holiday yeah. So it's it's one of the most hard hitting that you could get away with songs that has ever existed about lynching. From well, I guess it was the early sixties, and just Jesus. barely get away with, and just barely get away with. You should look up Billy Holiday's "Strange Fruit," and that's what he's referencing. Okay. Yeah. And then I thought there was a cover of that. On I thought it was actually anyway. It's just look it up. It's a Billy, very famous Billy Holiday song. Sorry, I actually think Oceans of Slumber might have done a. a cover. I think they did too. Yeah, because I think that was one of the better uh, tracks on the one of the albums that we talked about. I believe about. so. I think it was the previous one, not the yeah. one we just did. So yeah. yes, you should look that up, Tracy. That is absolutely where Gagnos' headspace is in terms of trying to figure out the insanity. Of this. I mean, ultimately, Switzerland's going through a lot of the same shit because it's a society that, like Germany or Austria likes to pretend that there are no Afro-Swiss people there, but there are plenty, and they're just not in the narrative, and Swiss politics aren't quite as toxic as Austrian or German politics, but they're working real hard. I mean, they're in that same universe. I caught a lot of Swiss media in Bregenz, because it's just right over the border, and they're dealing with some of the same dumb shit we are. I mean, of course. Of course. 
pandemic. That was the only place I told you all that. I got yelled at for wearing a mask. That's over. Like, I'm going to kill you. You fucking Swiss don't tread on me, bastards. <laughs> anyway, so neat. Uh, but we're not talking about that. We're talking about this album that tracks on it. So I'm going to pull that shit up. I do, of course, want to point out that um, Encyclopedia Metallicum. I always get that wrong. The Encyclopedia Metallica. <laughs> anyway, the Encyclopedia was like, nope, not metal. Denied. Fuck I'm, I'm not surprised. Of course not. I mean, it's, yeah. I mean, if there's an ivory tower for metal, it's them. It's them. And I love that website, but I was like, there's like a one in four chance this is going to be there. And no. Yeah. So what songs did you like, Ben? All of them. Same. All right. Well, yeah. let's just go ahead. Yep. Same here. Go ahead and get it over with. Yeah. yeah. Just, just finish your glasses. All that's what them. that is. I put the whole thing on my playlist, ultimately. there. I'm sure there, there's some standout ones. What were some, maybe a couple of your favorites? I agree. They're all amazing. But. Um, there are some standout ones. Um, probably my favorites. I mean, I really like the title track, Leonardo, which is also like the name of the band. So that's a great opener. Um, Death of the Holy, Church Burns, I mean, JMB. Um, yeah, but really all of them. I'm going to add I, Run. I could throw a dart okay. at any of the tracks and that would you know, that one stands out, you know. I'm going to add Run and then I'm going to add Bow. Jesus Christ. Um, I'm going to add Golden and, Liar in on that. And even the the, the Gute Dermong. Gute Dermong. Gute Dermong. Twilight of the Gods. That one's even good too. Like, I think it might be the two weaker songs. I think the two weakest songs on that one are the two in the back end that close it. But I think they're still really well done. Yeah, I mean, I basically said take the ride. But like, if I'm really honest, I don't think that the opening and the closing are very strong. And my favorite run is basically like six to 12. Um, so from a race, like all the way to hold your head low. And uh, for songs that y'all haven't mentioned yet, I would say Church Burns and I Caught You are like some of my favorites. Um, just creepy as fuck. Like just such, such good songs. Um, yeah. I mean, I think I see where Chase is coming from too with like the last two being kind of weak. The the one that the JMB, like the jazz metal blues, um, it has that little like pop interlude there, which I think is really funny and jarring. Like it doesn't belong at all, but it's kind of like nobody would think that it belongs there. <laughs> like, uh, so that kind of makes it cool. Um, but I also think that the album really begins with Death to the Holy. Like I think that's the real kickoff track for me anyway. I haven't watched any of these videos yet. There's a couple of them that we could watch, depending on how much time we have after. Man, looks like Death of the Holy Run and Golden Mire, all the videos. I'm sure they're wholesome and rest will restore our faith in the human condition. Just a guess. That's what this entire album did. Well, he didn't make it this way. He's just telling us about it. Yeah, I know. Um, what's great... What you mean? A. I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it an A minus just because it's hard for me to give an album an A right off the like first off. Like it's a 93. It's like the lowest A minus I can get, or the highest A minus I can give it. 
Except at 93 is the lowest I try to <laughs> We're back here. <laughs> you mean the 92.4? Yes, I'll give it the 92.4 for you. <laughs> Tracy doesn't believe in rounding. I'm sorry, we always do this to you, Tracy. So you're going to give it a 92.4628935. Uh, I'm going to deviate sharply from Ben and give it an A. I mean, obviously, if you've heard this thing, this thing. I think it will survive us. Anyway, yeah, I'm gonna, and I don't give new albums an A very often either, Tracy, but I'm going to give this one an A. That's goddamn. Go to her I, room. I'm actually uh, pretty close to Tracy. I'm going to give it a 92.5. Because I think this is very, very good. So you want the but... rounding on it to an A? <laughs> Just put the number. Just put the number. No, it's, it's, I'm saying that because I want it to be between an A minus and an A. Like, sure. um, I don't think it's. I don't think it's a perfect album or a, I don't know, uh, nothing is, it, I don't think it's flawless, but I think it's very, very, very good. Well, and, and, like, um, and, and I think it's trending up. I, I'm there with you, Gabe. And right now, like, I would be surprised if this album's in top 10 for the year. Like, it's got a good, strong chance of that. It's easily probably top 25 when we do our end of the year list for me, but I I bet it'll make I, your top 876 for sure. I'm not gonna have that many albums this year. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> for sure. 276. Anyway. Well, we seem to like it. I would buy the shit out of this to anticipate that question. Also, what's the average Tracy like 94? 93. 94, exactly. Boom. So I would buy it. Yep, I would buy it too. Me too. I would as well. Well, that was easy. <laughs> I'm going to do another one of these. Well done, Ben. Thank you, thank you, thank you. What's happening next, Tracy? And why? Next, and why? we are doing... Oh, crap. Lost the page. We are doing Antichrist Reborn by the Troops of Doom. David's pick for this what we might have missed in 2022 and i'm not sorry some have suggested they are brazilian vader we we we, we shall see some, some the same time with Benazi. others claim they never left brazil <laughs> to even know who vader is yes that's how it's going word I guess on that note, join us next time for a very Brazilian episode of Thunderdome Metal Reviews. Oh.